0: The following program is a paid advertisement. The views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. Doctor? Doctor?
1: Doctor? 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 Doctor?
0: You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another
2: edition of Sports Medicine Weekly. My name is Steve Cashel, radio host of the Chicago Bulls. In a few minutes, I'll be joined by my co-host, Dr. Brian Cole, head team physician for the Chicago Bulls, and Also, a co-team physician with the Chicago White Sox, sports medicine specialist and orthopedic surgeon from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush and Rush University Medical Center. This week, we're going to discuss, as we always do, a number of sports injury-related topics, including the role of fascial stretch therapy as a recovery method for athletes. And the general population we will be joined in studio by Cole Cruz from Coalition Training here in Chicago. See how this and other recovery approaches fit into the greater picture of continued health. In addition, we'll discuss common basketball injuries with one of the sports medicine specialists from the Cleveland Clinic, who for the past 20 years has worked with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Also talk about the effects of bracing and how far that technology has evolved. So stay with us. Back to get our show going. It's Sports Medicine Weekly right after this on ESPN 1000.
1: Returning patients who suffer from cartilage defects to an active lifestyle is the goal. Prochondrix, the latest solution from Allosource, is an innovative, cost effective fresh cartilage allograft designed to restore cartilage and restore life. To learn more about Prochondrix or allografts, visit That's prochondrix.org. That's P R O C H O N D R I X.org.
0: You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000.
2: Now we're back on Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning. Our producer and board operator, George Katsurillos, our coordinating producer, Teresa Ann Seeger. This is Chicago's premier sports medicine program coming your way each and every Saturday between 8.30 a.m. and 9, only on ESPN 1000. Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole. Dr. Cole, got a question for you. How often, well, I know you work out a lot, but um, how do you recover after workouts? Um, pr- probably not enough. It's, I, it's funny because I, I preach this and...
3: So for me, recovery gets as far as foam rolling and stretching on my own. Um, Probably could do a whole lot more. And I've been taking uh, uh, branched chain amino acids as well, which is, I guess, some form of oral recovery, you know, because building blocks of our protein, there's actually pretty good data as a supplement. Don't know if it makes a difference from soreness and things like that, but... I take that and then for a while I did creatine which I'm still plus minus on from water retention things like that. You know, always a good thing to talk about, but there's some good data for creatine, but from a manual type of thing for recovery, which is a big part of it. Uh some foam rolling and generally only when I'm sore, not preventative. So You a fish oil guy at answer. all? Yeah, I do. Oh, you should see my medicine cabinet. Well, I, I'll tell you what. Have you had a chance to see the, my uh, TEDx talk, which includes a lot of stuff on nutrition? No, I haven't. Please send right, it to so, me. So Yeah, so you go, if you just go to smwhome.com. I'll do that. Okay, smwhome.com, our sports medicine weekly website. And there's a blog that uh, Dave wrote uh, about it, which has a link to it. But you should watch it. But the point is, yes, I take fish oil. I do a bunch of things like resveratrol, fish oil, and branched-chain amino acids. Some relates to recovery, some just prevention. But, you know, real recovery is you have to be actively engaged. Do you do anything?
2: Uh, not really. I, yeah. I should stretch more, and um, I don't do much recovery. You know, I love the fish oil and that. And, Vitamins, but um, no, I, I, you know, I'm so quick with my workouts and get in what you can and you know, shower and get home.
3: Think of it as two different things, you know. The fish oil, like there's a nutritional side, there's a medical food side, all kind of in the same bucket, you know. That may help from a replenishment point of view, energy, take care of deficiencies you may have nutritionally, and then think of recovery. Active recovery is a whole different bucket. That especially as we get older, if you want to do back to back workouts and so forth. A big part of it is recovery, so you get as much, you know, we don't have a lot of time, right? So you right. want to get the most out of your workout. So I think that's a big part of it.
2: All right. Well, have you ever done uh, fascial stretch therapy? I've heard of it, but I am, you know, I will tell you ill-informed. All right, we've got a guest in studio with us, uh, Dr. Cole. Cole Cruz is with us, owner of Coalition Training right here in Chicago. He's a uh, certified personal trainer and certified fascial stretch therapist. And, Cole, thanks so much for uh, joining us here on Sports Medicine Weekly. It's uh, great to have you with us. Um, What are some recovery methods for athletes as they fight their schedule? They've got air travel, overuse injuries. And uh, tell us all about uh, fascial stretch therapy.
4: Uh, I mean, it, there's a ton of things that any athlete can do. The, the common things that come across are uh, you know, massage, cupping, uh, dry needling, acupuncture, chiropractors, and all these are they are all great things. But the best part about recovery is that you have to find what works best for you. I think people struggle with that, and they just assume it's one thing or another, and there's so many different avenues. And uh, for FST, for special stretch therapy, I think the most interesting aspect of it is that it's very non-invasive. Most of these other methods are, I'm going to dig in, we're going to move around, we're going to try to release that knot. Whereas this is more, I'm going to kind of feel around, we're going to stretch you out. It's an assisted stretch. So I'm basically doing all this for you. I'm telling you what to do. We're going to do a little bit of PNF-type work in there. And it's...
3: PNF, you're going to have to... You're to, have to yeah,
4: proprio neuromuscular facilitation. So it's basically, I'll tell you to contract a muscle, and then after you release... It'll get you deeper into the stretch.
3: Is this stuff – you're a personal trainer. Yeah. And is this stuff that someone can do on their own or it really requires hands-on by someone like you who's properly trained?
4: You can do some of it on your own, and I'll teach my clients this for their opening stretches before every session. One of the things that I will always tell them, though, is that there's only so much you can do on your own. Like a yoga class is great, but you can't create traction in a yoga class. You can't traction any joint, which basically creates space. In that
3: joint. So, so back up for one second. So, obviously, recovery is a big part of your expertise. Of you were, you train people and so forth. But people who just get into this, and even when they're into it, don't really understand the benefits of recovery. So, why don't you give us your thirty second, you know, overview of why you need to use recovery and how frequent you do it, and you know, and, and what do you do if you don't have access to someone like you?
4: Sure. I mean, the primary reason for recovery is so that you allow your muscles to heal. I think the biggest thing that most people struggle with is that they just want to dig and dig and dig. The main thing that we talked about that article at, uh, on ESPN for True Hoop is that these athletes are drilled, 82 games in 160 days. That's hard to, on the body, and you can never fully recover, whether it's sleep, whether it's just letting your body not do anything for a couple of days. There's no possible way for you to recover from that. So then you just keep tearing on muscle, tearing on muscle, and that's what leads to injuries or compensations, and it's just, uh, it's kind of a mess, so...
2: Our guest is Cole Cruz, owner of Coalition Training. This is Sports Medicine Weekly. Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole, talking about the role of uh, fascial stretch therapy. Cole, how are uh, recovery methods for the general population the same or different from uh, those of athletes?
4: I mean, you come across the same things as in both sides, is that things are overworked, especially with people like I teach classes at Tread415, and people will go there six times a week, and it's an endurance class for an hour. Like Nobody can do that. Right. An hour a day, every day for six days, and not expect to get hurt at some point. It's just impossible. The body yeah. doesn't work that no, way. No,
3: I'm seeing him coming into my office. Oh, I'm sure, all the time. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's, a little like, um, you know, it's a little like CrossFit where I get people come in who, you know, it's, it's good because people do it at a high periodicity. They do it frequently, but they don't give themselves time to recover.
4: And you can never build on anything. You're literally just beating yourself up, beating yourself up, beating yourself up. And you're not taking advantage of all the great work that you're putting in. So, it's Do, just, do it's you think purpose.
3: if you do, say, fascial stretch therapy, you can still work out back-to-back yet and it affords you the ability to do that? Or you still need to give yourself time off, whether it's a week off or a day off?
4: I think you have to listen to your body. Everybody's body is so different. Some people can go three days in a row and be fine. I would say, in general, I would tell my clients two days on, one day off is a good pattern to follow. Uh, and I'll split it up, lower body one day, upper body one day, so that you kind of avoid that.
2: We're talking about fascial stretch therapy. I've got a question for, for Cole, and we're with Dr. Cole as well. We're also with Cole Cruz from Coalition Training. Cole, uh, this is an assisted uh, table-based stretching system. Is it always done on a table?
4: Uh, for the most part, yeah. I mean, that's where the most benefit is because the goal is to kind of settle the nervous system. Most people are very anxious whether they recognize it or not. So that kind of allows them just to relax, and we get to settle them in a little bit as opposed to them actively participating or uh, having to stand or sit or to address things like that. So
2: you're a personal trainer, and do you do this with each of your patient students, so to speak, or you, you know, obviously offer it to them?
4: Uh, yeah, I offer it as a separate service. I'll do it if a client's hurting. Like I'm not going <laughs> to push them through a workout if things are hurting. Um, obviously, I'll address things as they come, but for the most part, people will come separately between the two.
2: Let's talk about the greater picture of, uh, of continued health and uh, how FST or fascial stretch therapy and uh, other recovery really fit into it. Dr. Cole asked, I know before, and, um, you know, how important is it? I mean, am I doing the right thing? Because as I told Dr. Cole in the beginning of this segment, I don't get a chance to really recover. Where's my recovery? I don't know. I drink water and I, you know, get some good sleep. I mean, that's my recovery. I don't stretch. Should
4: we stretch every time? Uh, I mean yeah it would be a good <laughs> it'd be good to get in the habit of doing it one because people just have movement deficiencies that are uh, pretty atrocious across the board. A lot of people just don't move very well, so it's a good habit to get in uh, to get in the habit of doing uh, but just in the overall greater picture, the big biggest things you can do are listen to your body, take the time as it's needed, and get some sleep. I think uh, lack of sleep is a hugely hugely overrated
2: uh, I'm hearing factor. that more and more. Dr. Cole, you heard you agree that with the sleep. You know. Yeah, no, that's a big part of it. We
3: look at it as well. I mean, it's all part of it. And you know, us as lay athletes or lay active people have different demands. Although sleep is a huge part of it, but you know, it, it's it's the space is so big. It's nutrition. It's sleep. It's recovery. It's active recovery. It's rest. You know, and, and and as it gets more and more crowded, I think we get a lot of confusion. You know, sure. so if you can keep it simple for people, so the, the more complicated it is, the harder it is for anyone to be compliant. I mean, people basically just need to be told what to do and when to do it. Yep. And if they're conscientious, they'll kind of do it that way, mm-hmm. right? You are right. So, I mean, so, so, do you do you have separate sessions then, where you just do for recovery only, and you are not them, and that's the yeah. idea? And then, how do they how do they seek it out? You say, look, you know, if you are sore between workouts, if your you, their form is off, you feel it, they're tight. I mean, when do you signal, what's the signal for you to do it with someone?
4: Uh, the signals, I mean, it depends on the person. So I have people that come in for lateral epicondylitis. For so their tennis elbow. Tennis elbow is coming in. And for some of them, I can just do 10 minutes at the end mm-hmm. of a session after I give them a good workout. For others, I have to make them come in for a half hour, an hour, just because it's not enough. Yeah. They need more time, and they need just a little bit more, you know, a little TLC on it. That's all.
3: Well, how do they reach you? And do you have a website? And-
4: yeah, uh, www.coalitiontrainingchicago.com.
2: Coalition. Yeah. Not, not Cole, but Coalition.
4: Coalitiontrainingchicago.com.
2: Cole Cruz from Cole training. Stay with us. More of Sports Medicine Weekly. We continue after this on ESPN Radio.
4: I've been having knee
1: pain for quite some time and did what probably a lot of people do. I just ignored it and hoped it would go away. After a month, I couldn't take the pain anymore. I went to my family orthopedic. He told me that I needed physical therapy. When I received my prescription for therapy, the first thing I did was search PT companies online. I came across ATI physical therapy. It's close to home, has some great reviews. and When I called, they verified my insurance and scheduled me right away. No wait, everything was so easy, and the staff was great. They kept my doctor informed of my progress along the way. Honestly, I look forward to going to my appointments. ATI made me feel like my recovery was their most important priority. I'd recommend them to anyone needing physical therapy. The experience was something I'll never forget.
0: To learn more about what it's like to be a patient at ATI Physical Therapy, visit ATIPT.com and start your journey to get back to your best today. ATIPT.com.
1: Feeling tired, sluggish, and overweight? If you're looking to lose weight and gain energy, join us in Karen Mulkins' 14-Day Transformation Cleanse. You're going to absolutely love this Whole Foods Cleanse. You'll feel great, lose weight, build lean muscle, improve sleep, boost metabolism, and enhance athletic performance. This VIP done-for-you cleanse comes with a 14-day transformation wellness bag containing MCT Lean vegan protein blend, fat-burning MCT Lean MCT oil, snacks, superfoods, recipes, guidelines, videos, and other surprises. You will absolutely love this program. Sign up at 14daytransformation.com. That's the numbers 1-4-daytransformation.com or visit Karen's website at com. That's K-A-R-E-N-M-A-L-K-I-N.com.
0: You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on ESPN 1000. Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole
2: back with you on this Saturday morning Sports Medicine Weekly. So I know a couple weeks ago you told me you were doing a TEDx talk. Spare the scalpel. Yep, done, completed. Uh, it's in the bag. And it's on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're interested in
3: watching it, which I I would like to, you to watch, I'd be very interested in I your I can't feedback. wait, yeah. yeah. So if you just go to YouTube.com and enter Spare the Scalpel, it will come up. And uh, it was a good experience for me. It, d- different in that I didn't practice it at all. I just went through the talk several times in my mind. And, you know, we, it's a lot of stuff we've covered on our show. I, there's a message... I was hoping to get across as far as like a a practice philosophy. I think um, there are ways to educate patients as to, uh, you know, they think they're broken. Their biggest concern is that if they do nothing, it will evolve into something that can't be fixed or will be made worse with activities. So the premise was how to, A, coexist with discomfort that you might have, B, non-surgical ways in the future of orthopedic medicine talked a bit about stem cells, PRP, which we've talked about, the role of rehabilitation in physical therapy, for example, to manage longstanding rotator cuff tears and how 85% of people can remain surgery-free by some research if they believe physical therapy will help. I also talked a lot about um, just, you know, concepts in, in, in medicine, the overuse of technology, how, for example... Overuse. Yep. So for example, MRIs as we've talked about can provide information that is very difficult for a patient to assimilate and understand because there's always an abnormality in an MRI and the physician's job is to sort of, hey, which things figure out which things are relevant, which things are not. You know, as we age, we sort of unfortunately, would like it or not, we kind of fall apart inside. And uh, an MRI is a great way to pick it up, but it doesn't mean it's always clinically important. It doesn't mean it's always a source of a problem.
2: Does that come from sports? You think everybody hey, he's going to have an MRI tomorrow? You know, this guy hurt his yeah. uh, hurt his ankle, or this guy hurt his finger, and an MRI is uh, scheduled for tomorrow. I mean, right, I, I wonder because, as you said, people want MRIs done, don't they?
3: I've never met a person who felt better after they walked out of the MRI, okay? So it's not curative by any means, although emotionally it may give them peace of mind. In general, it's a diagnostic tool. So just go back to medical school when I was there. The whole objective is learn how to take a history, how to do a good physical examination. Maybe you need x-rays in certain instances, which can be particularly helpful. And then you can make a plan. And the MRI in my practice is more often a pre-surgical test, meaning they've failed non-surgical treatment And they now need some uh, ability to project and predict what the future is going to bring. And then the MRI could be particularly helpful, especially to educate the patient. So I'd love it if you'd watch it, Uh, if our listeners would watch it. It's uh, uh, on YouTube. And if you just enter spare the scalpel it'll come up. We've we've uh, I've gotten some great feedback and, you know, it'll help me do, uh, deliver the message better by people's feedback, which I'm always open to.
2: And Dr. Cole, it's all about, I guess, avoiding surgery or alternative methods. I mean, because everyone thinks, always oh, a surgeon. He wants to do surgery. Yeah. You've always told us on this show. No, that's I mean, far from the yeah, truth.
3: I mean, you know, essentially 90% of our day jobs are spent counseling and educating. But truth be told, if someone does need surgery and it's appropriately indicated, it's an awesome thing. I mean, there's probably... You know, 500,000 ACL tears a year, we reconstruct about half of those, and the vast majority, 95%, seem to get back with very little deficits and back to their pre-injury level of of form and function. Same thing, for example, with rotator cuff tears. You know, there's probably 5 million people that run out with rotator cuff tears, most of whom don't know they have it. We only fix about a quarter million a year, and frankly, that could be too many.
2: Fantastic stuff. All right, that's Dr. Brian Cole. I'm Steve Cashel. Again, go to the uh, TEDx talk on YouTube, spare the scalpel a surgeon's perspective. Back with more after this on ESPN Radio.
1: Midwest Orthopedics at Rush is nationally recognized as a leader in comprehensive orthopedic services. As team physicians for the Chicago Bulls, Chicago White Sox, and Chicago Fire Soccer Club, their physicians understand the importance of quality care for high-performance athletes and weekend warriors. Regardless of the level of the athlete, recreational, high school, college, or even professionals, Midwest Orthopedics at Rush strives to provide the highest quality, state-of-the-art healthcare services. To better serve their patients, they provide expert care across five Chicagoland locations with a new location in Munster, Indiana. Their cutting-edge research, diagnosis, methods, and treatments make them the highest-ranked program in the state of Illinois by U.S. News and World Report rankings. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit them at RushOrtho.com or call 877-MD-BONES. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, when only the best will do. You're listening to
0: Sports Medicine Weekly on ESTM 1000. And we're back on this Saturday morning. Steve
2: Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole, Sports Medicine Weekly, our producer Board Operator, George Katsourilos, our Coordinating Producer, Teresa Ann Seeger. You can follow us on Twitter at SMW Home. We have a Facebook page as well, and that proceeds from our show. Go to support orthopedic research at Rush through the liveactivenow.org fund. Dr. Cole, what's the most common complaint uh, you hear from your patients uh, when they're talking about uh, knees? I would say it's uh, what we call anterior knee pain.
3: That's pain in the front of the knee. The other name for it is patellofemoral pain. So, we see an awful lot of that it's a it's one of those non surgical conditions that patients worry about because they have pain going up and down stairs typically uh often doesn't swell, no trauma it's just it bothers them, and they think essentially, if I ignore this, will I make it worse so uh that's that's i would say is number one
2: always non surgical
3: almost always really uh, yeah we this is one of those ones that with bracing with physical therapy uh we can typically. Uh, get them to a place where they're comfortable to coexist or it just gets better with proper exercise.
2: Well, we know there's a rivalry between the Bulls and the Cavs, has been for years, and Dr. Cole, of course, is the uh, head team physician for the Chicago Bulls. Let's bring on a doctor with the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's been with the Cavs for 20 years, a physical therapist, a senior director of rehabilitation and sports therapy for the Cleveland Clinic, Dr. Gary Calabrese. And uh, Dr. Calabrese, thanks for joining us. Uh, you've been with the Cavs a long time, huh? Well,
5: I've been with the Cavs for 20 years, and certainly thanks for, thanks for having me on uh, today. Uh, it's, uh, it's been a good ride, ups and downs as every sport. I've seen a lot of different types of injuries, for sure.
2: Uh, what type of, uh, we talked a little bit about the pain, pain in front of the knee, and uh, Dr. Cole uh, referenced it. What type of treatments do you use for, for that kind of pain in, uh, in basketball?
5: You know, when we're when we're faced with the patellofemoral pain or kneecap-type pain, we really have to try to figure out in therapy uh, a couple factors. And, and, and one, are there predictive factors or are there clinical presentations or how the patient comes in your door? And there's really four subgroups we try to put the patients into or the athletes into to try to find the most streamlined approach to their care. So, you know, the knee is... Sandwiched between the foot and ankle and the hip, so it, it has a tremendous amount of biomechanical stress is placed across it, and the, and the patella, the kneecap, really is kind of the pulley system that the quadriceps use. So we find that flexibility and strengthening in the quadriceps and hamstrings and the hip area is a is a common problem, as well as some of the what we call functional malalignment or the actual. Lower extremity mechanics, how the leg is structured from the hip all the way down to the uh, to the floor through the foot
3: so you know there's some things we can take advantage of with therapy and so forth, and that's obviously your strength and your expertise so when you know I typically refer my patients to people like you um, because you know you have the expertise to to take that diagnosis and 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 run with it to get them better what give me the sort of prongs that you use and you know when for example does Uh, You know, we use uh, these uh, – patients always ask about bracing, and I like to use them uh, in certain instances because it gives them that sense of – they have a sense of stability it doesn 't prevent injury, but especially with patellofemoral stuff where the brain's got to remain connected to the knee, which is I think often a big part of it that concept of proprioception so we that's we use the it 's a web brace it's a donjoy reaction brace, not infrequently, and occasionally we use some you know if they have patellar instability we'll use bigger braces with you know lateral support, but probably the reaction brace is one that we use the most in the setting, but we also rely on you to you know to do proper therapy strengthening and, and sort of correctives, what are give me the you know the prongs of what you would utilize?
5: Sure. So first first, we would look at at the the mechanical alignment, and that's where that's where the effects of many of the the braces, the reaction and the the that you talked over are great braces. and but they're used for different types of uh, problems. The, the, uh, if If you're into a good flexibility program, you're getting good quadriceps generalized strengthening. There still can be alignment issues that need to be addressed, and and the uh, the reaction brace that you talked about actually uh, works on increasing the uh, generalized pressure uh, that the kneecap has on the good healthy articular cartilage underneath. So it actually assists in the strengthening phases to allow the quadriceps to actually get a, a greater muscle contraction, whereas uh, the, the larger braces, the, the, I think you, you, you had talked about the true pull light, you know, that's a brace that, that is a, a motion control. So if the, if the leg is, has a malalignment issue or the kneecap is out of place or, or drifts out of place, the, the true pull brace literally realigns the, the kneecap. And that's important also in the strengthening aspect of patellofemoral care and treatment because the quadriceps, in its four components, it has quad. That's why there's four. The uh, the most medialized uh, muscle fibers oftentimes are the weakest, and, and those kinds of uh, braces help align those muscles to the to the uh, proper uh, mechanism to contract. So it really assists in the strengthening for the uh, for the athlete.
2: Our guest, Dr. Gary Calabrese from the Cleveland Clinic, Senior Director of Rehabilitation and Sports Therapy. This is Sports Medicine Weekly.
3: So so the other thing that comes up a lot is, you know, when what do you do when you're in therapy with these braces? So my patients will wear these, you know, when they're not strengthening and so forth. Do you therapize, if you will, while they're wearing a brace or and do you think of it as a, a as sort of an adjunct that you want to get them to take get enough control that ultimately they don't need to use them? Tell me how you sort of Sure. Think about you, it you, that way.
5: Yeah, you know, there, there's there's several kinds of patients. If it's a, if it's a true malalignment, that's going to be a patient that I would have their exercises uh, done in the brace, and they would compete in the brace. And quite honestly, they would wear the brace as, as much as they can uh, because there's a true malalignment uh, of the kneecap. If it's a if it's a flexibility and a strengthening aspect to their uh, problem uh then once i feel adequate strength is gained and appropriate flexibility then i'll try to wean the athlete out back out of the brace and have them uh compete in um in, in an unbraced manner but oftentimes you know the athletes they uh they like the <laughs> they like the compression and the feel so sometimes it's tough getting them out of them.
3: yeah especially the the reactions of lower profile brace and they like yeah. that just when they're playing um, but I, I understand the difference. One is sort of a corrective type thing, and therefore mm-hmm. it makes sense to be rehabbing in it. The other is sort of a, a contact issue that gives them a sense of comfort that you can exactly. rehab out of it. I'm also curious, what, how are things in your world changing uh, with bracing and uh, ACL rehabilitation and return to sport?
5: You know, the when, when you think about um, ACL, uh, there's there's really two points in time where in rehabilitation a brace is, is useful uh, immediately postoperatively when we're trying to uh, protect the knee and, and limit some of the range of motion. And those are different kinds of braces. Those are those are more uh, straight hinged type braces that would have um, have a, a dial for the right. range of motion. But when we get to the true components of the functional rehabilitation, then we're looking at a functional Stabilizing brace or, or, or a hinged brace that has points of control that don't allow the knee to hyperextend or to allow the lower leg to, to shift forward on the uh, on the upper leg, which was probably the damaging component uh, of the of the um, of the injury. So, you know, bracing has come a long way uh, from uh, you know very heavy braces, and there's a uh, uh there's a brace that we use uh we use a force point uh a DonJoy force point light brace that is uh a very lightweight uh you wouldn't really even uh know that you have it on for most of the athletes once they get into competition it's low profile uh, and it is uh, extremely comfortable so the um you, you know you see the Big 10 and then the Pac 12 and the linemen all have uh, ACL uh ACL braces on for preventative uh, manners uh, for for sport. Uh, we utilize them routinely in, in our rehabilitation approach, uh, certainly to the post-operative ACL.
2: Well, we appreciate you joining us, Dr. Calvary, and the continued success, and um, wish you all the best.
5: Thank you very much, and thanks for having me.
2: Dr. Gary Calvary's Cleveland Clinic, and also with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Back with more of Sports Medicine Weekly after these messages.
1: The best athletes in the world and their medical teams have been trusting Donjoy products for over 30 years. With a goal to protect and return confidence in sport post-injury, Donjoy is the trusted leader to get and keep athletes in action. Whether it's football, basketball, soccer, volleyball, or even the official medical supplier to the U.S. ski team, always trust the global leader in sports medicine. Trust Donjoy, a product of djoglobal.com. At
2: Athletico Physical Therapy, we know there is freedom from pain and you can get back to doing the things you love. Whether it's running an 8K, playing a game of tag in the yard, or walking safely to your car pain should not slow you down with locations throughout eight states that offer complimentary injury screens your choice to go with our team is the smart choice visit athletico.com to request your complimentary injury screening and start feeling better with us today athletico better for everybody
0: you're listening to sports medicine weekly with steve cashel and dr brian cole on espn 1000
2: Sports Medicine Weekly has been brought to you by Athletico Physical Therapy, by Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, by Karen Malkin Health Counseling, by Integrated Orthopedics, by Source, by Donjoy Orthopedics, by MedWest, and by ATI Physical Therapy. Many thanks to our producer and board operator, George Katsarilos. Our coordinating producer is Teresa Ann Seeger. We also want to thank David Cole for managing the website and our business operations, as well as Samantha Smith from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. For Dr. Brian Cole, I'm Steve Cashel saying so long.
0: The preceding program was a paid advertisement. The views reflected are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000.